Welcome to Big Blend Radio with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazine.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Big Blend Radio. We're very excited today. Uh, we get to welcome Sheetal uh, Shaw. She is a former educator. Uh, she worked in a girls' school, which is exciting. And I went to a girls' school, so I know it's that's that's not the easiest thing. But uh, she is the author of Shakti Girls. It's an incredibly beautiful book um, that illustrates 13 stories of powerful Indian women, and uh, really kind of shows the diversity of India. Also, what women can do. I love her book, and it's all about uh, these stories are all in poetry. April is Poetry Month, and it's also spring. So we're thinking about renewal, rejuvenation, and rebirth. So I think this book is a perfect time uh, to come out and uh, let girls know they can be who they want to be. So I encourage you to go to Sheetal's website. It's sheetal-shaw.com. I'm going to spell that out. It's S. H E, you know, she, she's she woman, she, and then T A L dash S H A H. Uh, so, welcome to the show, Sheetal. How are you? I'm great. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. I love how you just pointed out the she in my name. How is it like I'm realizing that now? It is perfect. <laughs> yeah, she's the she woman. She's like she. Yeah, you stand proud for it, right? I, I have to tell you, um, I grew up in Kenya and South Africa and England and, and American born, but lived everywhere and came back here and that's why I can never pronounce anything because uh, I just go into different languages all the time in my head. But, um, you know, grew up with Indian girls and, uh, you know, some Hindu, some uh, Muslim. And um, I think they're, you know, coming back to the States and also even in England, um, I feel like there is a disconnect sometimes in the Western world about the strength of Indian women and also understanding the culture of India and Indian women. I think that there's this kind of um, look at that girls are always kind of put down in Indian cultures and um, looked upon as submissive almost. And so this is what I think is so important about your book, especially for girls that are living in the West to understand where they are and what they can do, what they can achieve, through true stories of women. And I think poetry is a perfect way because it gets under your skin. Uh, rhyme is always good, like songs songs and storytelling going together. So I wanted to touch on this because I, I really wanted people to, I want people to understand uh, from the Anglo side uh, that women who are of Indian descent are powerful. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, when I, I grew up in the United States, um, born and raised in New York, you know, through the 80s and 90s, and, you know, I rarely saw, um, you know, women and girls with my background and heritage. Uh, my parents immigrated from India in the 1970s. Um, so I rarely saw, like, you know, uh, women that I could relate to out in mainstream America and coming from, you know, Indian traditionally is a very patriarchal um, mm -hmm. society. And so for me to find role models of Indian women that are 
you know, strong, pursuing their pa- their passion, um, and breaking stereo, you know, stereotypes of of Indian women was really hard for me to find, and um, and, and it took me, you know, a number of years to really figure out, like, okay where, where are the role models? Um, where, you know, where can I find them? And it it required like concerted effort to really figure out who these women are, but they exist Mm -hmm. and they're out there. And, you know, from history, from, you know, ancient kingdoms to present day, there are groundbreaking women from this region of the world doing, uh, making considerable difference in the world, um, by following their passion. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, you know, at first, you know, as a child, you know, not seeing the representation I was yearning for, and then later becoming a teacher um, and working in schools where I had the flexibility to bring in inclusion into my curriculum. Um, but yet still like really having to dig for uh, resources as an educator to bring to my students because um, I, I worked in in girls' schools, so to bring to my students, you know, resources of of women, you know, making history and women of color making history, and then looking for Indian women as well. I wanted to bring myself into the classroom to expose to my students. Oh my gosh, the effort that would take! And then I had you know two babies of my own, you know, raising the next generation of Indian Americans. I'm like, where you know, and realizing there's still such a gap in mm-hmm. children's literature um, mm-hmm. when it comes to racial and cultural diversity, you know, and I said, so I got to a point, you know, it's, you know, it was 2022, 2021. And, you know, I, I, I'm ready to kind of be part of that solution and do something about it. Yeah. And I think this is especially, obviously, you know, important for young Indian girls, but I, like I was saying for uh, the other side, the other cultures to understand as well. That's, and and it's so beautiful. I mean, the illustrations of poetry, you did an incredible job because I think, I I love that you chose poetry as the form of storytelling because I think it slows us down. And because of the rhythm, you can't just pass over the words. And then you have to find the rhythm. You have to find the beat in the in the song. I'm a, stor- a songwriter, so I'm like I'm all into poetry and and this uh, you know form of uh, storytelling because it does. When I said at the beginning, it does get under your skin, and it can almost become like a mantra in a way to um, yes. move forward. And I think that's something very important. Um, and we have so many, you know. Uh, folks, Indian folks in this country and girls being raised in this country and girls coming here now. I mean, I've done a, mm-hmm. a number of interviews actually with, with young Indian girls who may only just be arriving and mm-hmm. trying to go to college mm-hmm. and trying to get through mm-hmm. the drama of what this country is as well. It's not easy. Yeah. It's not easy being an yeah. immigrant. I mean, I've been an immigrant yeah. in my own country. It's easy. I've been an immigrant in other countries. I was like the what are you doing? You're white. <laughs> you know, seriously, I've been mm-hmm. on the other side. And so I think it's just these kind of books give it's it's a tool for girls, it's a, a tool for families and educators. And I'd like to see, you know, uh friends get together with this book. So if you have, say, an Indian girl 
and a uh, a girl like from, a white girl from Kentucky, let's say, get together and go through this because it's also stories of women. And I think it's really yeah. important. I laughed about you being an educator in girls' schools because I did go to a, a girls' uh, uh, school when I was in South Africa for about a year. And I went to a lot of schools because we traveled a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a boarding school. And mm-hmm. um, man, we can get we can get kind of like snarky with each other as girls instead of supporting our, each other. And I think with what you've done with the book, it gives girls... Um, of all, you know, racial descent uh, and culture Mm -hmm. to unite on this. We need to work together as being strong women and work together to help each other to achieve our goals and our strengths and also obviously understand each other's cultures. You've done a lot in this book. (laughs) You've done a lot. I'm just saying. I mean, and that just goes to show how rich the stories of the women in the book are. Mm. I mean, I I could have gone on and on with the research that I did about these women from, I mean, Kasturba Gandhi, she was the wife of Mahatma Gandhi. Mm. You know, I wrote about her in the book and um, she was one of the freedom fighters for, for India during the independence movement. And so few women and girls know, or people in general, right, in the Western world know about who she was and how critical she was to that movement. We know many of us know about who Gandhi is, her husband, but it was really like he got inspiration from his wife to, um, that shaped his philosophy um, on how to, you know, um, um, design the independence movement. And so she had such a critical stake in, in what happened yet. You know, I consider her like an unsung hero that we, we need to start singing about, you know, and, you know, you talk about coming to get together and having solidarity. You know, I, I, I firmly believe that like, if we want to break through um, as, as women, as a whole, we have to uplift all of each other. We have to uplift black women, Hispanic women, Asian women, yes. white, like all of us collectively have to come together and seek inspiration from the stories from all of our backgrounds mm. um, and tell those stories. I, I love this because also, I mean, you bring in Kamala Harris, here she is our vice president. And regardless of mm-hmm. everyone's political belief, she got there. Yeah. Um, she yeah. did. And, and she's, you know, and she's of mixed race, which I think is very important that we discuss that too in this culture and world now, today, this is what's happening. And so there's an inclusivity in your book also because you bring in uh, Hindi words. And I think that's also, yeah. you you bring in English, teaching English and teaching terms, Hindi and English, and also have activities. I love your website, by the way, because you have activities on there too, and tell your story. Um, well, I think activities get you involved. I don't think you can just yeah. sit and read I, I, and you're a teacher. Yeah. You, I mean, don't yeah. we have to, we have to, I mean, don't you, I know we have computers now, but don't we still have to put pencil to paper to get things? Yes. Yes. You're reading my mind. I mean, that I would tell my students that all the time, you know, they would want, uh, many of them want to take out their iPads and computers to take notes. And I would intentionally have to tell them at times, let's put the devices away and let's handwrite because there is more cognitive 
there's more stuff going on in your brain when you're actually in the process of writing with the pencil. Um, and, you know, there's the brain finds to back it up. And, and yeah, so there is sort of more engagement that goes on when you put pencil to paper. And, and yes, I mean, the activities in the book, the Hindi words and, and the poetry, mm. all of that was inspired by my background in education and the, the tricks and tools that I used in the classroom kind of came through in the design of the book as well. Um, knowing that when you are writing in rhyme, you know, not only is it more engaging to readers, but it also helps with their memory and yeah. helps them remember what it is that they're, they're reading about. You know, you, you mentioned, you know, some of the parts of the book becoming mantras when it's in a rhyme, then that really helps that mantra stick. Um, and it, it was my youngest son who inspired me to write in rhyme. I think I was reading a biography to him. Um, I, I have two boys um, and I read Rebel Girls and Little Dreamers and <laughs> all, the, all these books that inspired me, I, I read to them, right? Um, I feel like that is my responsibility, raising two boys, is exposing them to the stories of these brilliant, amazing women so that they do their part as well in creating a more gender equal world. Um, mm. it, it is a huge responsibility to me as, as a mom to two boys. So I was reading a biography to my son, my youngest son. He was six or seven at the time. And after like reading a few lines, um, he would get kind of, you know, uh, antsy and, and bored and I asked him what's going on I'm like this is such a fascinating story and he's like I'm just he's like mom you know it just kind of reads like a textbook a little bit is there a way we can just you know read it so that it's more interesting so sometimes I would sing it to him and you know and find other ways to kind of make the text more interesting so he would stay more engaged and so you know, fast forward a couple of, you know, a year later, I was thinking about that. I'm like, well, how can I make the writing more engaging to younger readers? And so then I thought about rhyme. And that's how mm -hmm. that came to be. But, you know, I love it because like we were saying, it, it, it has a flow and a beat to it. And I think kids, mm -hmm. especially now, I mean, listening to rap music and et cetera, you know, rap yeah. is poetry, right? And and yeah. it's, it's, it's got a, it's a therapeutic quality that I know a lot of people don't want to hear it, but it's true. Um, but it's but what you've done is mnemonics, I believe, is the term, right? With using this as mm. as a way to kind of get in the get in the skin again. I'm using that. Um, I, it just mm -hmm. to me, it just it moves. And even you know, as an adult reader, I'm going, oh, this is cool. This is slowing me down. I kind of know these stories of some of the women. There's an astronaut. There's a wrestler. I mean, come on, <laughs> it's pretty cool. Um, so I think it's it's cool for parents to get involved with with your book too what is the age group uh, that should be looking at reading your book and for parents to well I think if it's a parent reading to their child I definitely think they could engage you know a, a four-year-old and older um for a child to be reading independently I can definitely say like a, a five to eight is a good age um, that would enjoy the book. I definitely know plenty of older children that are enjoying the book as well mm -hmm. and bringing it to school to for Women's History Month and National Poetry Month and kind of moving through the book like one page, like one story or two stories at a time. Mm. What do you think about rebirth? 
uh, being part of this book because of, you know, we think of spring of getting rid of negativity and moving, you know, you, there's, you know, I know this more Buddhist of like taking something negative out or taking you, I mean, we travel full time in a car. So like you cannot put more stuff in the car without taking something out. And that's kind of the way life is, right? So like, it's the same thing. It's like, if, if you have something negative in your life, remove it and put something positive and maybe change those thought patterns. And that's what I see in your book is changing the thought pattern and realizing that what could be really could be as women and young girls, especially getting Absolutely. towards college age, right? Get rid of those negative doubts no matter even if your parents are negative move forward sorry mm -hmm. it's true but some people do have negative mm -hmm. parents you know mm -hmm. yeah. yeah no i i love um that notion of of rebirth that theme that is um present in the book and how you know even in when you just need a nugget of inspiration mm -hmm. to help shift your mindset um, or the direction in which your, your day has taken you and you need to shift it towards more a positivity. You know, I think the stories are just as long or just as short to give you that nugget of inspiration to get you going in that different direction, right? To give you that, that jolt of inspiration to get you through your day or your week. And so even for me as an adult, like, you know, you know, if I'm having a moment, you know, just taking a, a minute to read one of the poems can can really be uplifting and kind of, you, yes. you know, you mentioned you talk about rebirth and rebirth of a new day, rebirth of, a, you know, a, a new um, thought pot pattern to, to get you through some tough times. Um, I can definitely see how the book could could serve in in that way. And also the themes kind of carry through in the stories of these women and how they've um their lives were shaped and also reshaped by, you know, persistence um, and, and following their passion um, and kind love, of getting through challenging I, I times. Just, I love that you say that about, you know, just could be your day, because I think when we think about rebirth and everything, it's like this, oh, this big shift in life. Now we have to, you know, that becomes a big ordeal. Like, oh my gosh, especially as a teenager, right? A teenager, yeah. you're trying to balance everything in school. Think about college. And and it, like I said, it's also scary going to school now. Um, there's so much um, going on. There's so much pressure on youth now and for the parents on top of that, that I think you can't, you can't always think in these huge long-term things. It's just going to be now. And when kids are dealing with things to have that strength, you know, I, I don't mean to go into shootings, but it's a real thing in this country. Yeah. And yeah. I just, how do you have the strength to go to school and not right. be fearful? You should be fearful. That's part of our survival instinct, right? But to, yeah. there, I, and we've seen, I think this, the last 20 years of youth stand up in ways, I'm so tired mm -hmm. of people trash millennials. It makes me mad, <laughs> it really does. Cause when you think about, you know, our youth over the last 20, 30 years, they've become very vocal. Um, yeah. You talk about Gandhi, but they've also done it in peaceful ways. Um, yes. And, and use their brains. They are learning stuff. We have so many more tools than we had when, you know, you went to school and I went to school, you know, um, mm -hmm. 
So I think like your book is going to be something that someone can go to at any time. They may already know the poem by heart, um, but it's a way to quickly get into that story, to quickly remember, have a rhythm, have a beat. Yeah, I can still do this no matter how stressful it is. But I, I really don't want it. I don't want people to think, to underestimate the stresses that kids are going through now. It's, it's yeah. really rough, you know? It it really, it really is, you know, the, the issues that millennials, this next generation are facing, they're real, they're valid. Um, and I completely agree with, you know, with what you said about the power that also exists within the millennials and what they've demonstrated. I mean, it was such a joy and privilege to have taught that generation for like, you know, 15 years, um, wow. I learned something new from them every, every day. And it was, you know, really eye-opening to me when I realized as a teacher that I don't need to bury them with content because they have content at their fingertips. Mm. You know, where their power is going to lie and they're already showing this is what they're going to do with the content, how they're going to apply it and start solving some real world issues. And they're already doing that. We have so many young activists. I mean, Greta Thunberg Thurn, Thurn, mm-hmm. that everyone, many know about. But then so many more, you know, that um, we haven't heard of that are coming through and really making a, a, a voice and um, or sharing their voice. Um, and, you know, I think we're just going to see more of that. And it's really inspiring to see. Um and then with the, the poems, you know, as I was doing the research for each woman, I noticed that every woman had a story or a message that I felt all readers could relate to. And that was sort of the purpose in every stanza. At the end of every poem, there's a stanza directed mm-hmm. to the reader. Um, to help them connect that, hey, you know, I'm reading about Kasturba Gandhi. She used her voice to, you know, to speak her truth. How can I do the same thing, you know, and really connect this woman on, to take know, action. on a deeper Yeah. I, I love that. I love that. I love that you have action in there because otherwise it's, it's just, oh, I'm reading through. That's really pretty. Lovely. The illustrations are amazing. I just you've got it's got to have that that extra part you know we do so many shows on political issues and um well i should say environmental and social issues and of course politics gets in the way of all of it Uh, so that's what i mean about political issues but Mm -hmm. if we can talk about all the issues but if there's no key to take action it really means nothing you're just beating your head against the wall that's why we travel full time to document parks so people can see this is why we need land you know kids need land they need to be able to play somewhere clean and have fresh air you know just like our our birds and animals need it so do we as humans and so i love that you have that action piece i know that our listeners right now are going why don't we know what shakti means can you tell everybody that oh. cuz we're talking about everything but the actual title of the book and you talk about it in the very beginning but uh, we want to hear from you. Tell tell us what Shakti means, and I love that. I, I I just I love that word. I just and that's the thing too, the words. 
I, I think there's a beauty in words and learning them, learning how to pronounce them correctly, which I'm always weird about, but um, it is a beauty of just the nourishment that words can bring us. And I think Shakti is, is just one of those delicious words. Yeah, it needs to be in everyone's vocabulary. Um, so Shakti is, um, it, in Hindi, um, it means power, the power that's within you. It is like the energy and force that lives within you. Um, and in Hinduism, it is um, believed to be this creative energy that often is manifested through female goddesses like goddess Durga. Mm. Um, and so it's, um, so yeah, so I, you know, it, it, so in, in a sense, it means, you know, your inner power, your inner strength, and it can come through um, your, through your intellectual um, power, your brain power. It can manifest through your talents. Um, whether it's juggling or the arts um, or, you know, the sciences, or it can come through your loving nature and compassion towards others and yourself. So there's like a, a lot of different ways in which it can appear. Um, but knowing that it is a power that lives within everyone, you know, it is an unbiased power. Everyone has it. And it's up to us to realize that we have it within us. And when we do realize that we all have Shakti, then in, in saying that, I have Shakti, right? And I've taught mm. some students to say, Mere paas Shakti hai, I have Shakti. It feels, um, you know, you feel more confident saying that to help you get through any sort of difficult yeah. situation you're facing. You um, know so, what, if someone's know, rude, someone's rude to you. <laughs> Yeah, if someone's rude to you, just go, I've got the Shakti, man. Just leave me alone. I got yes. it. I'll just look at you and go, see these eyes? That that's my Shakti looking at you. Yeah, that's I right. Rise above. <laughs> I rise above. <laughs> I love it. I love it because I think, you know, it's kind of like a superpower that you can hold it on is. to, but we all have it. Like you're saying, I love that. You know, um, through Ayurveda, I learned about prana. So that's more like a breath. Right. So if you've got mm -hmm. shock, that's your, your life force through breathing, right. More than mm -hmm. like Shakti mm -hmm. is like this other, it's like, put those two together and off you go, man. <laughs> Cause you gotta oh, have the, yeah. yeah. Cause I was just thinking about when you're talking about life force, I always looked at prana as life force, you know, but that's because mm -hmm. it's breathing, but, um, and I don't know if I'm saying any of it correctly. So excuse me if I'm wrong. I really don't mean to be. But because, you know, you study things, you know, and that's the thing, too. I wonder about the poetry, um, getting girls to speak it out loud versus internalizing to actually get it under under the skin. I, I love I love reading them out loud there. It does have a I feel like a stronger impact that I feel like it just, it, it kind of gets into my insides when I hear the words that I'm reading, mm. right? It almost becomes like a multi-sensory experience. Um, but I just want, I wanted to go back to what you said about Brana and Shakti. I thought that was mm. so powerful. 
And the, the way he described prana, I mean, it, it kind of made sense that prana is the fuel for your shakti. It is the breath that breathes, you know, that, um, that breathes into the fire of Shakti. I mean, it kind of works ah. together. It was oh, the fire. Okay, so you got it. Ooh. ooh, 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 ooh. Okay, <laughs> I like this because like I go music, right? So um, are you gonna do like a, or do you have a music playlist to go with this? Like I would like oh, to see- because I was looking at this, you've got 13 poems, 13 women, right? Which is like the perfect number for an album. So I wanted to yeah. know about the number 13, because some cultures are like, we don't, we don't want to know about the threes and the 13, but you went there. And I'm like, ooh, that's I, cool. Because that's like a luck symbol, depending on what you believe, right? So yeah, let's talk. Yeah. And luck is not just comes out of thin air. It's about, you know, opportunity meets with something you've created and built. So mm -hmm. Shakti and, and you know, opportunity meet, right? And destiny, see, mm -hmm. comes together. But you, if you didn't do any of your work in the Shakti, you ain't going to get that, you know, over there. Um, destiny will just give you whatever happens. Fate, mm -hmm. right? But um, mm -hmm. I know I'm getting weird now. But anyway, so the, the musical side, to me, it's like, we need like an album to go with this. I'm just saying, do yeah. you have a music? But tell me, tell me, because like what's happening on the music front? Because you've got to, right? Yeah. Or are you going to? I want to. It's been on my to-do list forever. Um, I've been wanting to create a play a playlist um, of songs and each song like representing each woman. So hence you know, that would be the 13. I just haven't gotten to it. But if you have suggestions, um, you, it sounds like you're more musical than I am. If you have suggestions, I'd be happy to take them. But it is definitely something that I've, I've thought about. Um, you know, I love listening to music while I'm writing. I do have oh, wow. um, a women empowerment station on Spotify that I listen to. And so I'm definitely interested in putting something together for my readers and followers just haven't gotten around to it yet okay well this song would not be it is not indian um but okay. it is uh, from our friend shelly king who's the first woman elected as a state musician of the state of texas even though she was born in oh, arkansas, cool. or arkansas her name is shelly king um and okay. her whole album is called building a fire one of her albums and that's how we first met her it was when this album came out and she's been on our show for years um Building a Fire is a song. It, it is an it, amazing video and, and so, it's just amazing. You know, she she is the epitome of girl power. Um, and she she plays with uh, like Amy Helm, which is Levon Helm's uh, daughter, uh, Levon Helm from the band, the drummer. Um, and um, she she brings women together on stage. Right. Um, from you know, Carolyn Wonderland, who is the guitarist for John Mayo and isn't just anyway, Carolyn Wonderland. Anyway, so all these amazing women get together and uh, perform together. And she kind of spurs that on and left her mm -hmm. typical job to go and say, I am a musician. Um, I know I have a family, but I'm doing this and I'm going to make it work. And she did. Her husband's a drummer. He's amazing too. But building a fire, when we were talking about, when you said fire, 
you know, like mm-hmm. Prana the Fire and then Shakti. And I'm mm-hmm. like, that's Shelly King's song right there, building a fire. Mm-hmm. And it's starting mm-hmm. to catch. Yeah. And so that's, I would say that song has to be on that playlist, even though it's okay. not Indian. Okay. But now the Indian music, I'm in, I want to know, I want, I want, I want to hear, I want it, 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 I want to hear the Indian music side. So can you give me one song that I can go look up that I should go listen to on Spotify from the Indian music side? And because again, like, okay, we got Nora Jones, right? So people can recognize her a little bit, Uh, the daughter from Ravi Shankar. So she's not 100% Indian, but partial. Um, yeah, but who would you say we should listen to one Indian woman in music? That goes oh, I mean, definitely. I mean, the, there's some classics here, Lata Mangeshkar, um, and her sister that I wrote about, Asha Bosley. I mean, they are two classic, um, you know, Bollywood Hindi singers well um you know lata mangeshkar she um unfortunately passed away recently but they are you know have they uh, their songs go way back and are just quintessential bollywood um musical playback artists um so i would definitely recommend um listening to their songs you know asha bosley she's got you know the the world record um, in the number of songs recorded, former Grammy nominee. Um, and so, and, and she, what, what's so interesting about her is that she'll experiment with different types of songs too. So she's mm-hmm. got a range that is unique for, um, from, from what I've seen, from what I've witnessed um, in, in, in Hindi music. Um, what I would, what's on also my to-do list is there is a sort of a, um, the Indian music scene, I'm starting to see more independent artists mm-hmm. um, breaking through that are not connected to the Bollywood industry. And I just noticed this on my last visit to India in December, it was my first one after mm-hmm. 15 years. And I started to notice that there is this, you know, growth in the music industry happening in India. Mm-hmm. And so um, I've been meaning to kind of venture in and figure out, like, hey, you know, who are the, the you know, the female, female identifying artists, um, you know, in this industry. Um, but I, I am a fan of Anushka Sharma, Ravi Shankar's daughter, um, mm. just because some of her music that I've listened to, the instrumentals, um, you know, are traditional to Indian, but they, they, there's like sort of a a strength in the power behind her voice that I find Mm -hmm. really uplifting. I love this conversation. We should do, you've got to come on our big daily blend show. Like we just play music on Spotify and talk about. Oh, that'd be fun. Oh, we should totally do it. We should do like, okay, I know what to do. Everybody just, you know, stay listening to this, but we're going to plan something cool. We're going to plan something super cool because, well, like I grew up like listening to Indian music and not knowing, I can't tell you who, what and where, but I was a little kid growing up, you know, with this and especially Mm -hmm. in Kenya, um, you know, it's just such a huge Indian population on both sides, Hindu and Muslim. And the music to me, like I would hear, People go to mosque on the Muslim side early in the morning and there's just this and then they hit I, I love both sides right and and um I love the Hindu 
culture part of things and and the gods and mm -hmm. and you know just there's there's power you know um mm -hmm. and there and i try to explain it to people that like, oh they're you know adoring cows and things i'm like yeah cows are cool but um they don't understand like the uh stories behind it it's kind of like mm -hmm. understanding mm -hmm. what the spirit of each individual represents you know and i try to explain it and i'm not hindu but um, I want to be because it's so cool. It's just so good. Yeah. And it's just better food too. better. It's good food for all of us. Like really, if you're going to eat healthy, look at the Hindu diet. It's pretty good. Um, but, you know, just there's the music and, and the, the rhythms. And then the singing to me is just insanely cool because like, especially the women can just go in these notes that are so high and yeah. I, I, I want the Americans to understand it. And I know it's a different culture and sound, but if you listen and how they sing in between the drum beats, like seriously, you're going off of drums more than anything. And I'm going, how, and, and how you build through and weave around those drum beats, insanely cool. Like, honestly, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just, just a huge fan and I can't tell you who, what, and where, but I can tell you that it's, something you should listen to and understand and there's dancing of course I know everybody knows Bollywood etc but if you just listen it, it to me Indian music is about elevation it's always yeah. about going a step up and higher yeah. maybe spiritually but like when you talk about Shakti girls that's what I think about with the music it's like elevation elevation uh, I, I used to perform with a, a drummer uh, Willie Kellum half Mexican mm -hmm. and white he's passed since but we used to play Sufi music and he would you know I would sing and he would do percussion and and he would listen he's like oh you've got to hear this I'm like yeah I grew up on this it's cool and he was like it's levitation man it's all about levitation and when I do musician interviews we talk about this music mm -hmm. is supposed to take you beyond it is a spiritual force it it, yeah. it I think it goes with Shakti what you're talking about it, about that levitation where you can leave, literally leave your body. And yeah, I, I know it sounds weird. I'm not being weird, but it's true. You've got to get out. You know, we talk about meditation and everything, but this is about that where you, yeah. you don't have those barriers that the human physical body has. Does yeah. That make sense? And you don't <laughs> need to know what the lyrics are saying. No. In a lot like the Hindi. So I, I grew up listening to Hindi music and I don't speak Hindi. You know, I, I know some words here and there. I know some phrases, but I, I definitely am not fluent in Hindi. I'm fluent in Gujarati, which is the language oh, of the state. Yeah. Grew up in. So I can make out bits and pieces, but I grew up listening to Hindi music and it was for those reasons that you just described. Like I would put on my headphones, I'd get into the car, we'd go on these long drives and I would listen to Hindi music the whole ride because it would just take me to another place. You know, it would take me on an adventure um, and spark this, like, I don't know if it was this unsuppressed imagination that somehow music can tap into and unleash and it's so powerful. And so with Hindi music, yeah, it didn't matter if I if I couldn't understand the lyrics, it still had this transformative, you know, experience that, you know, made it addicting to a certain point. My well, mom would have to tell yeah. me that 
music. She's like, she's like, come back to reality. <laughs> well, because it's drama. When you listen to like Hindi music, right? You've got the drums. You've got, but the, it is opera, in a it, it, but Indian opera in a way. They're telling a story, and you can hear. She's like, yeah. she's like, hey, I'm mad at you, and you did this, and now I'm going here, and I'm going, you know, I'm going higher above. Like it's always about moving higher above. I, I, that's how, I mean, and, and there's sadness in music too, and you can hear it. You don't, like you said, yeah. you don't, I listen to a lot of world music. Again, I, I really don't know, but I love it, right? It's, it's because it's, um, it doesn't dictate anything. It's how you connect to it, right? It's more of like a yeah. magnet, like you, how do you connect to it? And every time you listen to music, it's going to be something different. Some stuff doesn't feel good. And I, I've talked to that with spiritual musicians, like, some music goes like I remember somebody gave me an album, um, a CD that was all these music for chakras. I put it in and it literally made me angry. Like, mm. I don't want to listen to this. And then it was like it like went the wrong way to my chakras. So I think about chakra and Shakti. I'm just saying words. It's interesting. But I wonder about that, about like what connects with us in these ways that we don't always know about. Um, spiritually, body, mind, spirit. And, you know, that's, that's, again, going to your poetry is like, this isn't an elevated form of learning that can stick with us and, and has that rhythm. And rhythm means movement, movement forward, not backwards. Rhythm is always progressing. And I think that's what's so beautiful about your poetry is it's progressing, it's moving forward. It's that action, going back to the life force that we're talking about prana and shakti getting together and like hey let's go babies <laughs> let's do it i love it i love i love what you've done this is so exciting so please Thank you've you. got to email me you've got to email me the the um the songs you're talking about and the, the artists because we'll do something and we will I, listen we're gonna do something cool with shital on uh, shital see i want to say shital it's just a terrible you, you got <laughs> but Sheetal will be back on um, we're going to do something cool on our big daily blend on Spotify it's our new uh, music show that we get to play music as long as people are on Spotify we can do it uh, with their music and uh, it's only for Spotify users though which which kind of sucks but I can't help it there's licensing all involved but we get to we get to have fun and talk about music and play music so we'll do something special uh everyone uh go to Sheetal's website again the book is out Shakti Girls is out now Sheetal is on Twitter at Sheetal Writes and that's S-H-E-T-A-L she's on Instagram under the same name and Shakti Girls you can find her there and go to Sheetal-Shaw.com as well so thank you so much for joining us it's been a true pleasure having you on the show we got to do more <laughs> yes this was so much fun I really enjoyed our conversation together and can I also mention that the book's also available on Amazon is that okay oh absolutely go yeah go, tell everybody where they can get it and they can like request their bookstores to get it right in print or is it mostly uh, yeah. Kindle tell us about that part Yes. Um, so yeah, they could um, definitely get um, requested at bookstores and at libraries. Um, mm -hmm. And you could get paperback or a hardcover on Amazon. Or if you want a signed copy, you can get it on my website. Oh, we like that. We like that. Yeah. Thank you so much, Sheetal. It's been a pleasure. Everyone take care. And hey, let's, you know, go up. Let's keep our heads high. Let's do that, right? Keep elevating let's the levitation. It. All right. Thank That's you right. so much.
Thank you. Bye.